All right, let's move on to uh, a big 10-point guard, Io DeSumo, the rare junior coming out. He uh, thought about trying to enter the NBA draft last year and st stayed in it as long as he could. But, you know, with the pandemic, he just decided it was better to play another season. Obviously turned in a huge year for the Illini, had them in the top four pretty much all the all year long. And, you know, I think he really improved his stock, which is hard to do as a junior, especially when you've been on, you know, this platform for all three years. Years, but I thought he really helped himself. He turned 21 in January, and obviously, as a three-year college player, that's going to happen. But not too old still. Still plenty of upside for him. Um, what kind of sticks out uh, first and foremost about uh, Io for you? I think it's the size at around six foot four, and his ability to take guys off the bounce and finish at the rim with that. You know, speed. I think that is probably the the biggest thing that caught my eye is ability, you know, when he gets, you know, puts his foot down, he goes and he hits a guy with a crossover and that ability to go right to left and that quick change of direction. I think that was what stood out to me the most. Yeah, definitely. I'm right there. Six four. I think he's measured at like six, eight and a half wingspan. So pretty good, especially for a point guard. I thought it was interesting how up and down his three point shooting was throughout his career at uh, Illinois. 35% as a freshman, down to about 30% as a sophomore, and then back up to 39% this season. And I think shooting pretty much the biggest part of his game um, going forward. If he's going to be able to shoot it well, he's going to have a long career. If he's not going to shoot it well, then he's going to be fighting for an NBA roster spot. Uh, kind of what are your thoughts on on his shooting and how important is it going forward? I think a lot of it is shot selection. He just seems to not be shy about getting them up, that's for sure. This yeah. past year, you know, he would take some bad shots, but he was able to, to knock a lot of them down or, you know, questionable shots, I think be a better word to use. And, uh, you know, for him, like you said, if he doesn't shoot the ball well, then I guess you look at him and you say, and how is he going to last in the NBA? Yeah, and I do like that his free throw shootings progressed each year. About 70% of the freshmen, 75.5 as a sophomore, and then 78% this year. So there is, you know, some upside to his shooting going forward. And uh, he got to a lot to the free throw line a ton this year. His free throw rate was 33%. For a guy who was the main go-to scorer for a top team, I mean, that's a pretty huge number. Mm -hmm. It led to great efficiency, 56.6 true shooting. So off the charts efficiency for a, a big time big usage for like ios oh uh, yeah and when whenever it came to putting the ball on the floor and getting to the rim he was he was really good in those situations too finishing around the basket is something that he did real well like you said when you're six foot four guard i guess you could kind of say more of a league guard at the college level and then a six eight wingspan your ability to kind of just finish over guys at the college level is always going to be there yeah and that was i mean even as a freshman, he was a good finisher. So that was something that really stayed consistent throughout his uh, his career. Despite, you know, he was never like a, a huge above the rim guy. Right. So that was impressive. Um, and then I was I was impressed with his playmaking this year. First couple of years, he really didn't set up other guys very often, despite being you know, a lead guard. I thought that really made a jump this year. He helped, you know, set up his teammates a lot better. No, I agree. I did notice that, you know, time to time to be able to put the ball on the floor, beat his defender, and then draw the second defender and then drop that ball off to, you know, Kofi. There's a lot of situations like that and situations when he was in the pick and roll with Kofi, which obviously that that's a real problem for a defense right there because you have Kofi who's rolling hard at the rim. What, what are you going to do about that? And obviously yeah. you have Io, who's one of the best players in college basketball. 
initiating the pick and roll. And those two were potent working yeah. together this past year. No, no doubt. Um, the one thing I thought another, you know, kind of weakness or his turnovers were always on the, a little bit high, not outlandish, but, you know, just kind of worrisome a little bit. I thought a lot of them came from either just handling the ball or when he was looking to make a pass, guys just deflected the ball out of his hands. It's kind of weird that a good, good portion of his turnovers were just in those simple situ- situations for a guy of his caliber. I'm, I'm wondering if that will improve or if that's just some type of habit that he can't break. I, I did notice something going through his like year film from the year. And then it got really exploited against Loyola Chicago in that tournament game was when opponents would blitz ball screens, he would struggle. And Loyola yeah. Chicago did that consistently over and over again in that tournament game. And he would, he just couldn't do anything. It really threw him out of a rhythm. He was forcing things. He was turning it over. He was making, you know, question decisions. And I, I thought that if I, if I personally, if I was going up against him, I, I would, you know, go over that ball screen every time and try to put pressure on him. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of those turnovers where he just got to take it from were in those blitzes where he picks up the ball and then he doesn't protect it very well. He just kind of leaves the ball in front of him and it gets stripped from him. Kind of weird, definitely weird for a guy of his caliber to do those mental mistakes like that. Yeah. And, and it was almost like he would just be like a deer in the headlights when he would see that blitz coming and he would just panic, yeah. not know what to do. Yeah, no doubt. The other part of his game I think he could benefit from adding is having more of an in-between game. There was times where I could see him going down the the, the lane and he would, you know, pa- smash into a guy and you're looking at the NBA and those guys are big, stronger and everything. You don't want to be running into those guys consistently when you can just get to a little floater and, you know, it's a lot more efficient and it's a lot easier to score that way instead of just putting your body on the line time after time after time. Yeah. And he did struggle in those situations at Illinois. So I'm interested to see how much he can improve in that mid range and, you know, in the floater range type of situations, um, especially at the next level, like with like you're, what you're saying with the, the true shot blockers with pretty much every team in the NBA now, how is he going to be able to score if, if he's not getting all the way to the rim? Right. Right. And it's not, and like you said, it's not like he's overly, you know, athletic, like catching bodies and finishing strong around the rim. That's not who he is. Yeah, definitely not. Um, kind of looking for his role at the next level. I mean, I think he's got to be a ball handler playmaker for others. Yeah. I just don't know if his playmaking or explosiveness off the dribble is good enough to do that unless his shooting does come around. Uh, what are your thoughts about his role at the next level? This is one I kind of struggled to project and kind of see how he would fit. Cause I mean, obviously he's an outstanding college player, but like with his ball handling, it's, I, I, I think it needs to be more fine tuned. It's he's a little loose to the ball at the time at times. And I think that's an area of his game in the NBA that he's not going to be able to get away with. And, you know, like we said, some of that overpowering stuff where he would finish around the rim just with size, the NBA, that's not going to be there. And like you said, for his shot, it better be consistent or he's going to be in trouble. I don't yeah. I don't know what role he would be, be in if it's not consistent. Yeah, yeah, because you can't really even say he'd just be like a distributor as like a backup because he doesn't take care of the ball well enough to do that, especially coming off the bench. You can't have a guy turning it over off the bench. No, no. He, he does a bunch of things decent to like, well, but he doesn't do anything great. I think. Yeah. Um, at least, at least at the NBA level. I mean, when I say that he doesn't great at that level. Yeah. And then like, even defensively, I think you're just looking at a solid, maybe a, a slightly plus defender. You're not looking at a, a big time defender, especially no. at the NBA level. No. So yeah, I think his, his role is pretty narrow here. Like he's got to become a, a great playmaker for others, improve his shooting to 
you know, get to a starter level. And then, yeah. And I mean, personally, I'd be kind of surprised if that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've liked the improvement we saw this year, but yeah, he still has such a long ways to go. Could be a guy that, you know, gets drafted and plays a year or two in the G League, just trying to refine that that role and trying to figure it out. No, exactly. I mean, but at the very least, I could see, you know, he's the guy that goes to the G League a couple of years, tries to get a shot in the NBA, it doesn't work out, and then he goes over some makes decent money. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Um, just for, you know, later first round, second round guys, where would you fit uh, IO in, you know, with those John Petty, Matthew Hurt, McKinley Wright type of uh, guys we've looked at? I would probably take him over Matthew Hurt, McKinley Wright, for sure, just off of uh, sheer physical tools, what you potentially, I just think there's more to work with with him than there is Matthew Hurt and, and McKinley Wright. While I do, I mean, I like McKinley a lot, you know that, but there's a cap for him, you know, ceiling wise with his physical ability and physical tools. Yeah. And uh, John Petty is a guy that I might, I might take John Petty over him just because I know the, the one thing that John Petty does really well is shoot the basket yeah. and you can work with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I think I'm definitely taking IO over Matthew Hurt and McKinley Wright and then Petty's pretty close but like you said I do like the you know what you can get out of John Petty right now with Io at the NBA level you're kind of up in the air about his, his entire game basically exactly. all right uh, if you don't have any uh, last words I'll move on I think that pretty much covers it for Io 